I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Solo Rip number 18 here of Talking of Bits podcast, this side chain. Make sure you go check out last week's main chain episode. That was with Shane Larson out here in Austin, very first one in person in Austin. Love the conversation that we had about, you know, basically taking ownership in your life. A lot of uh, a topic that is uh, discussed by many, um, but practiced by the few, if that makes any sense. So please go check that out. Welcome you back to episode 18 here of the Solo Rip. Remember, these are smaller, more concise episodes, and they're really designed to just give you some ammunition, uh, give you some uh, something to talk about when you go out to these birthday parties, to these barbecues, because we know the weekend is the time where we actually go and get to hang out company and get to go do the things that we can't do during the normal week. Also, there's a gazillion Bitcoin podcasts out there, right? And they're all out there the week. They're all spread out, including talking in bits. It's very hard to get some time in there in the weekend when we have our little early morning, you know, drive to the grocery store, drive to the farmer's market, whatever it is that you do in the weekend. It's much easier to get these small, concise ones in there. So that's what the solo rip is meant for you to be able to absorb along with hearing me rant, which for some people... For some reason, people love. Uh, I love to rant because I'm super passionate about this stuff. Have been for the better part of two years now. Uh, so my pleasure and very grateful to be able to share my uh, my frustrations with y'all. Uh, first rainy day here in Austin, by the way. Uh, I've been here about three weeks or so, and I haven't had a lick of rain yet. It's been pretty droughtish, and I uh, got a nice thunderstorm rolling in, rolling by. Summer rain. Uh, <laughs> it's my best Carl Thomas impersonation uh, For all y'all Check out Carl Thomas' Summer Rain <laughs> Oldie but a goodie And I just butchered it But that's what it feels like Nice little uh, Summer Rain day here It's also Bit Devs Day Depending on when you're hearing this I know these are Saturday episodes uh, But getting ready to finish this episode up And go into Bit Devs Which is an awesome, awesome meetup uh, The very best one here in Austin If you were to rank them But there's a lot of them And there's more and more coming Every single day, kind of every single week, if you really think about it. So shout out to Austin and everything they got going on out here. I'll be there. So I'm going to go through a few topics here and there. I'm just going to rant on a few. Some of them I'll stick on for a little while. Some of them I won't. The very first one, let's start with the comical stuff here. I think they must be trolling. Uh, and what I mean is, is the IRS sanctions. So they brought on, uh, let me get the exact number here. It's actually last week's info, but to this, the, the pictures that are rolling out are actually extremely funny. So... The IRS is hiring 87,000 enforcement agents and the Fed is sanctioning privacy-preserving technology. What the hell is happening here with that statement? First of all, I thought we were in a recession. I thought we were having a hard time dealing with getting the average American to be able to stay so, but the Fed doesn't seem to be able to run out of money, which we all know as Bitcoiners. And if you're new to Bitcoin and you're listening to the podcast, well, uh, you're going to hear this common trend here where they tell you that you're supposed to be broke and they tell you that you're supposed to be having a hard life. Uh, sometimes they don't even tell you that. Sometimes they just lie and fabricate it and say that it's all in your head, that you just need to work a little bit harder and blah, 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 blah. But basically they go out and can send $4 billion to Ukraine on a weekly paycheck like if it was some type of job. Uh, and now they're hiring 87,000 enforcement agents. 
Ooh, watch out, y'all. The reason I say I think they're trolling us here, though, is because have you seen these pictures? Like, have you seen, like, seriously, I, I, I'm not, like, I don't like judging people. I don't like doing that type of thing. But these people are visually not qualified to be any type of enforcement agent. I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's just for the IRS. doesn't matter if it's for the police. doesn't matter if it's for the military. It doesn't even matter if it's for kindergarten class patrolling. I mean, these individuals that they show in these pictures that are holding guns up, that have these like, uh, uh, you know, fed jackets on. I don't know if they're flag jackets or just like, uh, um, like uh, street patrol jackets in a different color. I have no idea what they are, but it's laughable. And a part of me likes to say that like, you know, they're better than this. This must be a troll. Must be a way to lull your sense of security to make you think that they're not really doing more than actually doing. This is just benefit of the doubt. But then the other side of me and historical action tells me they're just fucking stupid. They're just dumb, 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 dumb. Continue to show how dumb they are. Continue their uh, fantastic ability to be able to spend more and more money on stupid, stupid shit. And for fighting or sanctioning privacy-preserving technology shows that they don't give a fuck about you and they don't give a fuck about your loved ones or anything that should be held deemed in privacy. We need to have privacy, y'all. That's a big piece of life. That's a big piece of, you know, community. That's a big piece of just the everyday living. If you don't have privacy for the things you want to secure the most, and this could be anything, right? This could be private information when it comes to data, private information when it comes to finances, private information when it comes to fetishes, I know all of y'all out there, some of you <laughs> got fetishes, but you get the point. The point is, is that like you should have the ability, especially with technology. This is why we Bitcoin or one of the reasons we Bitcoin to be able to have privacy preserving technology. This is why we use Signal uh, and, and, and different things like that to be able to not commit crime for say, not, but just be able to control who and when our information is being had access to, if that makes sense, or, or who is looking at our information. Because if we have no privacy, then we get down the rabbit hole of like what Eric Snowden showed us, which is like that pervert working for the NSA could be watching you through your Nest camera, could be watching you through your webcam camera. Um, have a good time with your wife, right? Uh, and that's just crazy to even think about. The fact that I would pay for this technology, I would pay for these services, I would pay for my internet, I would pay for my house, which is privacy, and it's I would pay for all this, and some jack-off, no pun intended, can literally sit there in some type of building and be able to explore my exploit my privacy and be able to look into that. And then we ramp higher into that when it comes to like bank accounts, money, what I'm spending, what I'm spending it on, who I'm leaving it to, and some other jack-off somewhere else could basically have access to that, hack it, steal it from me, and take away my time energy. The fact that the IRS is willing to print more money to get 87,000 non-eligible people here, go check out the pictures for yourself if you think I'm judging y'all. I'm really not, but go check it out. The fact that y'all would think, they would think that this is a good enough reason to print it for a good enough cause, which is to stop us from having privacy-preserving technology. Not only is it a lost battle, because there will always be privacy-preserving technology. That's what the crypto punks have done. That's what we've done for such a long time. That's why Bitcoin even exists, is because you can never stop a decentralized network. So it's a losing battle. They're printing money. And from the cast that they hired, if you look at the pictures, they're pretty much virtue signaling. Right? They're pretty much saying, hey, everybody's acceptable, and everybody can do all that, and you, anybody can be anybody they want. No, 
everybody can't be anybody that they want. Because if one of these individuals uh, um, come were come up to me, I wouldn't be able to take them serious. I would actually think that they're lying to me and they're trolling with me, to be quite frank with you. Um, similar to like last few years or whenever the whole George Floyd thing happening and people were saying that defund the police and all that, my argument was always, uh, actually, you need to just train them better. They need to be more qualified. They need to be more fit, not only physically, but mentally to be able to do their job. And this is just going down that same rabbit hole. These people are not fit mentally, nor are they fit physically to be able to do what it is that they are hired to be doing. Therefore, as a taxpayer, taxation and stuff, why am I funding this type of buffoonery happening over and over again? This is an absolute joke. Go check it out if y'all want. But I wanted to hit on that because I can't decide if they're trolling us and lulling us to sleep by basically like saying, no, there's actually real assassins back here. These are just uh, what we're going to show you in the medium. Or if they're incompetent enough to be able to do this type of buffoonery bullshit. I, I can't tell yet. Um, I'm leaning towards virtue signaling and they're just that incompetent. But as typical with the IRS and as typical with the Fed, you never want to be caught sleeping. That's just a situation there. So go check out those images if you really think that I'm exaggerating this, uh, but I'm not. I wanted to bring up a really good conversation here um, that, you know, if you're new to Bitcoin, you may not understand why some people are so bullish like me. You may not understand why so companies are more bu uh, bullish like me. Um, you may you may just, you know, not want to have all your eggs in basket, whatever an an analogy you want to use here. But Miles Sutter, which I for the life of me, can't remember his exact position. He's something big uh, in square. Uh, let me actually try to grab that information here. So I'm not just huge respects to Miles Sutter. Um, no, actually, he doesn't have it here. And his uh, something uh, with Cash App and Block and that whole, I think he leads Cash App's Bitcoin division. So Miles, if I'm butchering that, I apologize. Uh, you don't have it here in your description. Maybe you moved on to bigger and better things and I wasn't paying attention. But anyways, this post is what really sticks out to me. This is an older post, by the way. This is actually something he posted last September 2021. Uh, but like, boy, when I was reading through this, uh, first of all, what got me here is Miles also has another great thread about how Bitcoiners shouldn't just disregard what's happening over in the ETH community right now. And, you know, I won't get too into that. Tornado Cash. Uh, a bunch of OFAC sanctions from companies, basically proof of stake showing that proof of stake doesn't really work out. There's a whole long, you know, back and forth for Ethereum people and Bitcoiners on whatever. But I really like Miles' stands here because he's right. You know, what got me down this rabbit hole that I'm about to go in and just a TLDR is, is we need to pay attention to what they're doing wrong so that we could try to avoid these things as well. Now, the easy answer to that threat is, is proof of work won't fall into the hands of what proof of stake falls into. Um, but... You never want to say never. You still want to learn from the defeat of others or from the demise of others so that you don't make those same exact mistakes, especially when the changes in Bitcoin are so massive. They're implementing, they're impl you know, I can't even say the word, but you know what I mean? The implications of these changes are massive. Um, so, you know, that's not what I'm going to talk about here, but that's the thread that got me into this thread. But I'm just going to read here per verbatim. Bitcoin and crypto. Yuck, I hate that I use that word, but I still get the point. Bitcoin and crypto are inevitable. For y'all that don't know what inevitable means is it's only a matter of time. This isn't a question of if, you know, Bitcoin is going to be currency or is going to like be that number one standard. It's inevitable. The continuation of the United States of America is very much less so. This is something that may frighten some, may invigorate others. 
um, may, you know, stir something up in, in, in some. But the point is, is that the United States of America, as we see them, right, there's this this civil union where we can just kind of just go from, you know, Massachusetts to Texas like I did and just drive by and be able to be a union and be able to be that doesn't necessarily have to be the case, especially if the money continues to do what the money do and the Fed continues to do what the Fed do. There could be an environment where you're trying to cross over to a different state and the state just says, what the hell are you doing here? This is no longer a union. You need X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. He goes on to say, and yet where the U.S. goes on crypto, so does the fate of the nation, right? So we have so much talk about, you know, what what, what Lummis is doing and, and what other politicians are doing and just the, 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 the sheer distance going back to like this whole IRS freedom protection shit. The whole distance that they are far removed from what Bitcoin is and what Bitcoin can do to this country and politicians are. This is the fate of the nation here, right? It's, he goes on to say, it's so blatantly obvious. My simplest friends from growing up understand it. He goes on to say, which is why it's so frustrating to watch these Luddite bureaucrats theoretically debate and performatively posture on a topic they know nothing about, both technically in its implementation and forward-looking in its implications. That rung out to me so damn much. It's crazy that we could watch the demise of the, you know, the, the closest thing we've had to the Roman Empire, which is the United States Empire, nation, whatever you want to call it. The fact that we could watch the demise of this happening in front of our eyes and the solution or the biggest piece to the whole solution is Bitcoin, is fixing the money, is fixing the confidence of this nation, is fixing everything patriotic that we've come to believe right? The sovereignty, the ability to be sovereign, all of this stuff can be saved or cured and get closer to saving by what these bureaucrats do when it comes to the position of Bitcoin. I don't care about the crypto side of it. That can play a part in certain other markets and certain other things, but Bitcoin and specifically, what the TLDR of that is, is that this is immediately underneath their nose. Like this problem this issue that plagues so many Americans and plagues the, 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 the division in this country and most of the problems that we have, remember, fix the money, fix the world, is right there underneath their nose and they refuse to do anything about it. Why? Because Bitcoin is fair. Why wouldn't they want fairness? Because they're lining their pockets every single day with your sweat equity, with your parents' sweat equity, with all of our sweat equity, because they can do whatever they want to line their pockets and continue to print more. They want more real estate portfolio exposure, print more money. They want more stock market, you know, like Nancy Pelosi pieces and and, and, and ETFs and all that, print more money. They want to own more, print more money. They want to hand down to their children, print more money. But when they print more money, they take it away from you. They starve you. They starve your children. They starve what's coming up. They starve your food supply. They poison you every single day. They have control of this. So why would they want to give up power for fairness? This is why we got to get them the fuck out of here and why we got to move them the fuck out of the paint because it's the demise is right here in front of us. They're going to continue to seek power until this thing goes all the way to the fucking ground because they're building their safety nets, they're building their land, they're building everything that they need to at least survive for some time. Meanwhile, they're starving you, me, and everybody I know to death, right? 
so that they can prepare themselves for what they know it's about to come, which is the inevitable deconstruction of the most powerful nation in the last however many years. Once again, why do we Bitcoin? Why do we seek sovereignty? Why should you have, you know, everything I've talked about in this podcast, I've had people talk about, you know, uh, self-defense and being able to have weapons and being able to take care of your family. I've had people talk about the benefits of Bitcoin when it comes to the savings, to the safety net, to being able to pass that over to your children. I've had people come and talk about, you know, food and, and I've had Slim on the podcast and Slim's Beef Initiative, which is, you know, making sure that you know where your food is coming from and be able to know those uh, um, that market Be able to shake a rancher's hand Be able to do that Right The sovereign aspect Of the human being Needs to be detached here Because this thing Is going down to crumble Not only is it better For a civilization To be sovereign But it's now becoming The safety net That we need In order to survive And what's to come The wild west the, the inevitable downturn of what this is The ability that one day you may not be able To drive over to Florida To your vacation house And have a good time Without having some type of approvals From Florida Right? Because it is no longer the United States, right? And some positions you're better than others. You may come from where I come from in Massachusetts, where they're literally stealing your backbone with the highest tax rate ever, right? With no stability there, right? And then you could come to places like Texas, which have you seen in the news in the last previous years, literally have the power to succeed and be able to sustain itself. Be on the right side of history, y'all. These politicians are not going to come around anytime soon. And if they do, they have the ability, because of the way this bullshit-ass system is set up, to either build it for us or destroy it for us. And it kind of seems like they're setting on the road to destroy it for us. Be prepared. This is why we Bitcoin. This is why that IRS previous conversation is a bunch of nonsense. So just to kind of continue on here, the Beef Initiative. The Georgia Conference is coming up September 16th through the 17th. Um, I know it's difficult, you know, especially with what we talk about, with things being hard to kind of get yourself out there. But at the very least, get yourself out there and stay close to the to the to the media that Texas Slim Media is pushing out, that Texas Slim himself is pushing out, that this podcast continues to push out because that's your pulse, that's your real news, that's what's really happening. Uh, there's a, there's a clip of Slim going around saying that the genocide that they're doing on these kids with this food, it's a real fucking thing. I have kids. You may have kids listening. It's very important, right? So make sure you check out things like that. That's signal. That's the, the, those are the initiatives that you should be focused on along with Bitcoin and the longevity of Bitcoin and the attack vectors of Bitcoin, right? Which is what Miles was talking about, which is what ETH is going through, which is what we need to avoid, which is the decisions we need to make and continue to make and the developers continue to make. But it also comes down to us sovereign. Do you want to get up in the morning and work out? Do you want to delay gratification and actually, you know, not buy the junk? Right? Do you want to take care of yourself? Do you want to meet the, 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 the get introduced to the market? Do you want to meet the rancher? Do you want to have real sound food so that these conglomerates that are lining their pockets and these politicians that continue to eat off your back don't continue to force feed you the bullshit? That social dilemma, uh, this is kind of pivoting, but it's on along the same lines. That social dilemma thing on Netflix where they talked about Netflix, all I got from that is a bunch of tech CEOs don't even allow their kids to consume their poison. That means that the CEOs of Google don't want their kids Google searching. That means that the CEOs of Facebook don't even want their children uh, uh, or the employees of Facebook using Facebook. That's a sign, y'all. It's the same thing with food. These food conglomerate people will serve this shit to you and won't even do it. These COVID manufacturers will fucking get fake shots of water, saline vaccinations on TV, but then force you to take the poison. We got to be smarter, y'all. We got to be better, y'all. We got to be stronger, y'all. We got to be more sufficient, y'all. This is a call to action, y'all. 
people people think I'd be like mad at them. I'm not mad at y'all. I'm just saying, wake up, y'all. I, I got to talk to the, myself through this every day, right? It's important that we uh, notice these things and that we continue to see these attack vectors from all over and we become more sovereign and sovereign every single day by the actions we take, by the way. Me coming on this podcast doesn't really do much of anything. I got to go ahead and take some action and so does everybody else that's listening and so do you you for your family members, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're not there yet, it's not an overnight thing. It's just a, a continuous role thing. You're not supposed to you know, completely change the way you eat overnight. That's very difficult. But you could change small things about the way you eat to eventually knock down that domino. Then you can change the way you save, right? From 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 fake money to real money and, and all these things you can educate yourself, especially with shows like this. And from what I said very early on, the Bitcoiners, are, the, are, are they're, they're, there's podcasts everywhere left and right. There's education everywhere left and right. There's value for value everywhere left and right. You can not only listen to this information, you can actually keep this information coming by providing and by helping, right? And this information is free, unlike the gurus who want to sell you these courses and want to do all that stuff. This is the equivalent of like the 90s where you jump onto a really dope forum that has a bunch of free information and then you're not being cucked by the guru dude that's telling you that forum information he's selling you for a few thousand dollars. This is the same exact thing. You don't have to pay anything to listen to Talking to Bits, but you can get something that'll change your life and therefore change the life of your family. And that's empowerment in itself. If the information, the product, the value is real, it shouldn't be behind a paywall you should decide what it is that is valuable to you. That's the value for value world. And that's the way of the future. That's the way it has been. Right? Only when fiat came did that come get fucked up. So pay attention, y'all. Be clear of the attack vectors and do your very best to consume information to allow yourself to be enlightened and be liberated, uh, not only mentally, physically, and all the other criterias. And, and, and be able to pass that on to your family. That's super important to me. This is why I stress this stuff every single episode. And this is why... Y'all should pay attention. There's a lot of signal out there, but there's a lot of noise as well. And you got to be extremely careful about that mixture there. Um, you know, I, I want to briefly talk about companies getting hacked again. But my last point after that is actually going to tie better um, into what I just finished saying. So, you know, there's a lot of hacks going on again. We saw them earlier last year. You know, a lot of, you know, email clients getting hacked for you know, crypto companies and Bitcoin companies and, and all that stuff. Um, one thought that I have here is this has to be bigger than just the average hacker. I mean, it could just be the average hacker because these businesses are lucrative, right? This, this is the new space. This is the new arena we're heading in. So it's a honeypot. There's a lot of, you know, value in being able to hack these systems. But the sophistication of these crimes and the pattern of these hacks and these breaches seem to give me something fishy. I'm not, I don't know if it's exactly the Fed. I don't know if it's an organization of the Fed. I don't know what it is. But keep your eyes peeled on the attack vectors because not only what I just talked about, physical, mental, all that, but like technology wise, you know, make sure you're encrypting your messaging uh, back to privacy, you know, uh, uh, securing technology. Uh, make sure you're using things like LastPass, right? That's one of my favorite things. I don't know if LastPass is the best. I can already hear a Bitcoin out there tell me, you can use this. Maybe so. But LastPass is really good at what it does. Just make sure you're generating really crazy passwords that you, you could then encrypt and then you can, you know, call upon whenever you need them. Um, that's very important. But keep your information as safe as possible. And that's all you can really do for that attack vector. But the sophistication and the pattern here makes me think that this is a lot more than just your typical hackers, right? Um, nation state attacks, things like that, state attacks, you know, things like that of nature. Um, you know, I want to bring up my last point here. This is back to ownership. This is back to being able to take care of yourself and take care of others. 
don't let anybody ever tell you that you need to do less. Right? Um, that's a fear tactic from other people. That's them basically telling you to do less because they're worried that you're doing more than they are. Right? Especially if you have loved ones, kids, a family to take care of. You do whatever your flow is more comfortable with you. And everything will play itself to play itself out the way it's supposed to do. Right? Because what the, the, the situation that I'm trying to point out here and highlight here is, is that at the end of the day, whether it's early, you know, God forbid, whether it's later in life, eventually you're going to have to make that call of that I do my very best to provide and prepare those that I care about the most in every given situation. And if you took the advice of others that tell you, nah, man, you need to slow down or you're doing too much or any of that, any of that arena that's telling you not to be who you are. You need to disregard that advice at all costs because that shows a lot more about them than it shows about you. And once again, it's not that they have malintent for you is that when it comes to it, you're going to have to answer to yourself and they will be nowhere around for you to be able to, for them to be able to answer for you. When life comes calling, you better be ready to say you put in your all Right, because life is not gonna care if you if you say to it, oh, you know, well, you know, somebody smarter than me or somebody, you know, told me that I'm doing too much, so I slowed down and now I'm not prepared. Life is unforgiving, sort of like Bitcoin is unforgiving. And once that transaction has been broadcasted, once you chose to slow down, you can't call it back. It lives forever. So this is just a piece of advice, and this is for everything. If somebody is telling you to slow your roll or not be who you are, you disregard that immediately and you put the pressure on. You make sure you are who you are and you're comfortable being who you are and you spend your time doing the things that it is that you want to do and everything will play itself the way it's supposed to. And when life comes calling, when life checks that block out and looks for that transaction, you're going to be able to verify that transaction and say, that's exactly what it is that I wanted to do. Just remember that, y'all. Signing off for episode 18, Solo Rip 18. You guys know where to find us. If you want to give us some value, if you get any value from this podcast, please feel free to catch us on any other podcasting 2.0 apps. There's a lot of them out there. As you well know, my favorite two are Breeze and Fountain. You can give us a boost and let me know what you think. You can contribute to the show because Talking in Bits, if case you didn't know, is a decentralized podcast. What that means is, is if you contribute to it, you don't need a permission slip to do so. You can contribute topics. You can contribute art. Whatever your expertise is, come talk to me. And I'll figure out a way to get you some split and get you some sets. Pure decentralized value for value. That's what Talking in Bits is. And I want you guys to participate and make this the best podcast in the space. Not so much for me, but for all of us. And to be able to push the other podcasters as well to step it up as well. Because if you're going to give a creator your time, it better damn near be worth it. Check us out on Podcasting 2.0. If you want this 4K content, which I actually avidly work very hard to produce because I care about that type of content, Bitcoin TV. <laughs> I was going to say something else. Bitcoin TV is where you can find this content. If you haven't made your way over to the Bitcoin uh, standard of, of media, then you know what are you waiting for? Come to catch up. So if you're on Spotify, if you're on all those other places, 
You're going to need to try to advance that because you want to contribute to the cause. Value for value. Bitcoin TV, value for value. You need to give that to that if you want to see those standards shine and become the supreme. But if you're there, do the old school typical stuff. Rate, subscribe us, uh, leave a comment, share. Those stuff really help us get the signal out and really help us spread uh, like a virus if you want to use that analogy. And that's what we want to do here. We want to get this wisdom out to everybody. As always, I appreciate y'all. And I'll see y'all on the main chain. I got some exciting episodes coming up. And I'll see you in next week's Solar Rip to give you guys some more ammunition. Appreciate you guys as always. Later.